We continue on in Mesech HaSukkah with Mishnayos Gimel and Dalid of the first parak of, uh, of the first chapter. Peros Allah Sadim Nechamo Tachtel Mipneyan Nashar. Osha Peros Al Gabe Akinov Psula Valpores Hual Gabe Naklite Amita. So if one spreads a sheet over the sukkah because of the sun, meaning in order to reduce the, the rays of the sun, the heat perhaps, uh, or because of the leaves that would then be dropping, so that I would uh, imagine would be underneath the schach. Uh, or if you have a four-poster bed inside of your sukkah, as many of us do, um, that uh, if I spread a sheet over that for protection of some form, so then uh, all of those make it invalid. Uh, certainly sitting on the four-poster bed with a sheet spread over it uh, makes it invalid. It's like sitting in a house that's, uh, that has a sukkah over the house, as opposed to the previous Mishnah, which was building a sukkah inside of a house. However, if I have a two-post bed, meaning a bed at the very center of the head of the bed and a, a post at the very center of the head of the bed and a post at the very center of the foot of the bed, and I spread a sheet uh, tent-like over that, that would not possible. If I sat in that, that would not uh, invalidate my sitting in the sukkah. Um, that wouldn't invalidate it because that's not uh, the shear, that's not the appropriate uh, size uh, in order to be a real uh, dira, in order to be a real dwelling. So uh, again, my, my goal is to dwell in the sukkah. How do I prevent dwelling in the sukkah? By creating another dwelling either inside the sukkah or outside the sukkah that invalidates the sukkah itself or invalidates my dwelling. So if I put a sheet on, over the sukkah, so really I'm not sitting in the sukkah, I'm sitting in a booth that happens to be under a tent. Uh, that booth would otherwise be called a sukkah if it didn't have that sheet there. Now, what if I put the sheet inside the sukkah to prevent, you know, schach to be dropping on my head or in my soup or whatever else it would be? So that, again, would be me sitting inside of a tent that happens to be inside of a kosher sukkah. But I'm sitting inside of a tent. I'm not sitting inside of the kosher sukkah. Similarly so, with my four-poster bed, when I've got the sheet over that, that's, again, I'm sitting inside of what's considered halachically a tent, uh, inside of a sukkah. So to sit in a sukkah, I need to sit in a sukkah. Uh, except for when I've got my two-poster bed. Uh, so that's not considered sitting in a sukkah. That's not considered sitting in a booth that's sitting in a sukkah. It's the shear, the measurement for the roof uh, requires a, a certain amount of tfachim, a certain amount of width at the top. So if it comes to a point as, as, a, as a sheet would on a two-poster bed, uh, that's not a roof. That's a, it's a slant. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's an awning maybe, but it's certainly not a roof. It doesn't qualify as being another dwelling place. So that's not an issue. Mishnah Dawd. Hidla alas agafen vesa dulas vesa kisum vesichich al gaba. So if one took, uh, you know, parts that were still attached to the ground, uh, gourd, ivy, and covered the sukkah, uh, with it, so that would be possible. But uh, if I had a lot, a lot, a lot of good schach against this schach that's still attached to the ground, uh, then it would be kosher. Or if I took this schach that otherwise would be good, but it's still attached to the ground, so it's not good. And then after I put it on top of the sukkah, then I cut it, I, I, I severed its connection to the ground, so then that would qualify as good schach. So then the Mishnah gives us a rule. Anything that is susceptible to acquiring tuma, uh, the laws of purity and impurity, uh, and does not grow from the ground, you cannot use a schach. But anything that cannot uh, become susceptible to uh, accepting tuma uh, and does go from the ground, that would be kosher for schach. Uh, and so now this this Mishnah, really Mishnah Gimel, went with the concept of dwelling with the sukkah. And now Mishnah Dalit brought us back into what is a sukkah. And an essential component of the sukkah is the schach. 
Uh, we saw even from the first mission of the height of the sukkah, not only is there a concept of, uh, of the permanence that would be required for a sukkah that's 20 amos high, but we also see that a, a, a sukkah that's 20 amos high, when you sit in it, you don't even notice you're sitting in a sukkah. You're sitting in a great hall. When it's 20 amos high, it's very high, very high. You don't even notice the roof. And, uh, we see many, many ideas that the, the sukkah is really defined by its roof. The, the word sukkah and schach are very similar one to another. So there's obviously a deep connection in between the two. So here when we get into Mishnah Dalit, it discusses what is kosher and what is not kosher for schach. And it gives us the general rule, one of which we should live by when creating our sukkahs and understanding more about sukkah, that a sukkah uh, for kosher schach, it has to not be susceptible to tuma. Things that are susceptible to tuma, I mean, there's a whole list of things, and we're not going to get into it. This isn't the time nor the place. Uh, but finished objects, objects that can be used as kalim, objects that can be used as vessels, those can be potentially susceptible to tuma. Uh, there's a whole idea regarding, uh, you know, bamboo which was originally sold in the stores to be used as window covering or window shades or placemats or whatever else bamboo would be used for. So that might be a challenge because that might be susceptible to tumor. Uh, but it needs to grow from the ground. In addition to growing from the ground, it's not allowed to be susceptible to tumor. If you can meet both of those qualifications, so in that case, uh, it would be kosher for schach.